Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Chronically Healing. Today on the show, I'm so pumped to have Allie Daniels on. Allie actually was my business and life coach last year when I took part in her program, Path to Freedom. Uh, In fact, a big reason I had the guts to make this podcast is because (laughs) of Allie. So welcome to the show. Yay, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I absolutely love you and your energy, so I'm just excited to dive into things. Thank you. I'm pumped. So um, I know a little bit about your story, but if you could tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your chronic illness story, and then just like your story <laughs> as Allie. Everything. Yeah. Long <laughs> oh, story. Time. Where to start? Yeah. So well, my, my like chronic illness story, it started really about three years ago, um, January of 2016. Um, but it kind of started before that as well. So like, I've always had a little bit of like issues with eczema, like as a baby. Um, and then I kind of grew out of it, but I always had kind of like sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a little backstory. So I used once in a while, like topical steroid cream, um, that the dermatologist would prescribe and, um, basically got to a point where like all of a sudden I was having all these rashes out of nowhere, And so I was using a lot of topical steroids and uh, I started reading into like how bad they were for you and how you're not supposed to use them for more than two weeks at a time. So then I stopped using them and then all of a sudden I got this like huge head to toe, red, itchy, painful rash, like literally head to toe. Um, And... So what I'll just kind of like, yeah, first give the backstory of what, what it was. And then I can kind of share a little bit more um, about me and my journey. But so uh, the, the doctors really didn't know what it was. They just wanted to give me like more steroids. And I was like, that's not what I need. Like I I researched and I found that this was like an allergic reaction to steroids, not allergic. It was um, a withdrawal reaction. Like basically my body had become addicted to steroids. Mm. And um, when I stopped using it, my body reacted to get more. So it's called, it's called topical steroid withdrawal or, um, or red skin syndrome. There are these, that's, those are what it's known as by, you know, a small community and a small group of doctors that truly believe in it. And, um, so that's what it was. And it basically, I now looking back and kind of being able to see things from a different perspective, I think it really started when I was stressed and not really listening to what I wanted out of life. And, just was very out of alignment with me and my purpose and my soul and like my intention here, just kind of going down the cookie cutter path of what life was, you know, quote unquote, supposed to be like and supposed to look like for everyone. And so I I think I was really just going through the motions and not living my life as I truly wanted. And that was creating stress in my life. And I think that's initially why I started getting all those rashes and then why it turned into such a big deal when normally if people stop taking stop stop using topical steroids it doesn't do anything like that so i mean ultimately i really believe that my illness was caused by um stress and not aligning with my purpose and not really following my path and following what i was meant to be doing Mm -hmm. so yeah that all started like three years ago and then that's kind of when i started my personal growth journey because i got introduced like this was a horrible illness where my skin was so sensitive to the touch like it was just painful too painful to even like wear clothes and I was in the bathtub like eight hours a day I couldn't sleep it was like my skin was oozing and I was Mm. swollen everywhere I mean I looked like a like a different person I looked 
horrible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I was hanging out in the bathroom, literally watching Netflix. I mean, 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It was, oh it was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't work um, at that point and I was, I stopped seeing friends and I just, I mean, I was a, a hermit and I mean, I had no life. It literally like stripped everything away from me. And ultimately I really believe it, it did that. Like this was the universe at work. This was my soul at work trying to painfully <laughs> align mm-hmm. me back to, you know, what I was meant to be doing. And um, it worked because I got onto this whole like spiritual mindfulness uh, journey of personal growth and development and self-exploration. And that's ultimately what's brought me so much joy and fulfillment in my life. And it's how I started my blog, which turned into my business, which turned into coaching, which turned into a path to freedom, mm. which is just the most incredible experience now that I get to help other women find their purpose and live it and um, start their own businesses and find that freedom in their life. So, I mean, you know, as horrible as it was, it really did start me on this path that I'm on now. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I would have, if I would have taken that leap had I not already been at like rock bottom. And yeah. Like, well, there's nowhere else to go but up from here. So let's just try something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was kind of your starting point like from mm-hmm. bottom. did yeah. you how did you find out what it was and how are you able to get past that like yeah. actually physically it took a uh, it took so many different things mm-hmm. um so the way I found out about it was I was just I mean I was doing my own research which we all yeah. do when we're sick we do you know hours and hours and hours and days and days <laughs> of yeah. research years I mean years yeah. of research yeah. Um, because the doctors, they don't believe us and they tell us things that they think it is and they really have no idea. And you go, I mean, you know what it's like to go to doctors who just like patronize you or they say mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, I went to medical school, so I know what I'm talking about. And you don't because you research. Yeah. Um, you know your own body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just is so infuriating now. And I really feel for people who don't have, you know, maybe the same access to like naturopaths um, and just doctors with different alternative views. And so I did a lot of research and I, I started comparing, you know, myself and my symptoms to um, this website. I don't even remember what it was called at this point, but it was around like RSS or red skin syndrome or topical steroid withdrawal. And so I, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I have. Like people looked the same, they had the same symptoms. Like it just sounded exactly the same. So then I actually found a doctor who was in LA who specialized in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a dermatologist, but he has come to find, and he's done a lot of research on it as well, that overuse of topical steroids can, for some people, turn into this withdrawal issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't happen to everyone, but it's been happening to hundreds of thousands of people. And yeah. it's, it's a horrible, horrible illness. And some people are, some people heal from it within six months mm-hmm. or less. Some people I mean, some people who I, you know, I was in some Facebook groups, I mean, they've had it for eight plus years. Like, it's just, it's awful. It's really awful. Um, And so I don't, the way, the way I healed from it and, you know, to, to people who are really in chronic illness and, and really in it, like deep in it, this is going to sound like, yeah, right. That's not it. But, (laughs) you know, looking back, because I tried everything. I tried Mm -hmm. the holistic healers, the naturopaths, which, you know, I got some supplements that I felt helped, but nothing that healed me. Mm -hmm. And I tried acupuncturists and Chinese herbal medicine. And I even went to Peru and did like a medicine journey there. Oh, (laughs) really? Shaman. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I went, right. I went to the extremes because I was, I mean, I was, like I said, at rock bottom and I was willing to try anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what ultimately helped was, um, one, what suppressed the symptoms. My doctor put me on, um, what was it called? Cyclosporin, which is an autoimmune suppressant uh, or an immunosuppressant, sorry. Um, And that suppressed my symptoms. So like I was able to like function a little bit better that wasn't healing me, but, um, it was helping. And what ultimately helped me was 
getting rid of stress in my life and finally mm-hmm. just giving myself permission to do what I wanted, explore what I wanted, be who I wanted. Um, that included, you know, um, like moving, moving home. Cause I was in, you know, I was in a relationship with a, like, he was a great person, but it just wasn't right. You yeah. know? And so leaving that relationship, um, it did help me heal moving home, just getting rid of the stress in my life really was ultimately what helped me heal. And then as soon as I went two feet in, to my business. Cause I had been, you know, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it, but I hadn't really sold anything yet or like yeah. tried to have any clients really at that point. I would just been running it as a blog and have this imagination of what the business was. Um, and as soon as I invested in a coach and in a big, it was like a big mastermind that I was a part of, um, in all of 2017, but I made that investment at the end of no, it was all 2018. Sorry. I made the investment at the end of 2017 after I'd had it, had this illness for two years. Yeah. Um, after that, like I did that in December, November of 2018, 2017. God, I'm like mixing up these dates. Now. <laughs> I know. Um, I keep like, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was 2017. So yeah. I'd had it. Yeah. All of 2016, all of 2017. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I made that investment and that's when I launched Path to Freedom was December of that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was 95% healed by March of the following year. So March of 2018. I mean, it was, it's still, it was still a little there, you know, my, my hair was growing back and my skin was still pretty sensitive. Um, I was gaining back weight because I'd been so like gaunt and frail yeah. because I I was worried that there was food involved. So, and I wasn't hungry most of the time anyway. So I was still healing. Um, but I was so much better, like worlds better. So I really feel like one getting rid of stress, no matter what that takes, like just being honest with yourself about what is causing you stress in your life. And sometimes you don't want to hear the answer. Like for Mm -hmm. for me, it was that six year relationship ending. Not Mm -hmm. that that was the thing that did it, but I think that was a big part of it. Um, and, um, and then starting my business, like finally being honest about what I wanted. I think Mm -hmm. those two things are the biggest healers. Mm -hmm. It's like absolutely insane to me how much your brain can like fuck shit up, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it can also be so amazing, but it's just crazy how much your thoughts like feed into some of this stuff. I had watched the, um, there was a Netflix special called Heal or Heal. Me too. I watched they, that. Yeah. And it was just some of these people like healed themselves or it helped a lot with their healing journey mm-hmm. just by focusing on their thoughts and by focusing yeah. on the way that they acted in the world and like how they came, how they you know, showed up in the world, I guess is what I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. So it's crazy. And then on the other end, um, everyone that I talk to that has some sort of chronic illness, some sort of, uh, autoimmune disease or anything like that, even just anxiety, different things like that. Um, it's all, it's almost always related to stress somehow. Like maybe it's not exactly what brought it up for someone, mm-hmm. but you know, hiding, hi, not, hiding is the wrong word, but like with your relationship, for example, like somewhere in you, you mm-hmm. knew that it wasn't right, but it's yeah. so, I've been there. Like I've been there. So it's so hard to get out of that because you want it to be right. And maybe yeah. like your brain thinks it's right, but your heart knows it's not. And it's just like mm-hmm. this constant. Your brain tries to what is it called just tries to rationalize like why it is right yeah but there's a piece of you that's like it's not it's not right you know this isn't serving you anymore or this isn't right and your brain is like but you know he's wonderful and you your guys are best friends and it's fun and it's you know it's Mm -hmm. all these good things but for some reason there's just yeah that part of you that you know feels like it's not right and the same can go for jobs the same can go with yeah friendships with um any, I mean, any relationship, any, anything in your life, if you are a business owner or if you mm-hmm. have a job too, it's like, are you being honest with yourself about, yeah. about it and how it makes you feel and what you want? Yeah. It's hard. Like the truth 
hurts sometimes. Like the, that's why I think so many of us don't give ourselves permission. And so many of us say, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do, or I don't know, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I think deep down, we all do know. Mm-hmm. We know our next step. We almost don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it does come down to being honest with yourself and giving yourself that permission. Yeah. I think with jobs too, it's interesting. Um, I don't think everybody that has a chronic illness or whatever isn't happy in their life needs to go for a job. And, you know, that's like, that's just not the way that the world works. But what I think, and I think there's people out there too that, you know, they're like, I can't quit because I have a family that I support or I have really good insurance or I have all these things. And that's not necessarily that, like, in order to heal, you need to do these things. But for mm-hmm. example, for me, you kind of, I think you know this story, like my previous job, I mean, I was, I was like an emotional wreck all the time. I was stressed all the time. Yeah. I hated it. I thought that I hated working in social media. Um, I was having a lot of flares. Yeah. I had two full flares in the year and a half that I worked there and that I have had maybe, maybe four true flares in my entire healing journey, like true, true flares, not just like bad weeks and stuff. So, um, and I, you know, I, I still needed a full-time job. I hadn't gotten Mm -hmm. to a point in my business where I felt that I was ready to go full-time. So I found a different job that knew right away that I needed flexibility. And it was insane within like a week, my stress levels just dissipated and I've done a lot of stuff with my, with my chronic illness to just things that I've changed in my life. But I mean, a huge one is cutting out the stress that I had from that job that I was in. So, so yeah, it's like, you need to figure out what is causing that constant stress for you and how you can alleviate that, whether that is um, replacing it with something else, whether that is getting rid of whatever that thing is entirely, whether that is looking at it from a different light. Yeah. Like a new perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you, like, even me, there were days where I was like, I'm making this job worse because mm-hmm. I am telling myself I hate it so much. Like if I would, yeah. if I would just be present right now, it's fine right now. Like right now I'm okay. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just crazy. Stress is like insane to me, but yeah, stress is, is the number one cause of disease. Like that yeah. is an illness. It, it really is. And I think we're lying to ourselves if we're trying to blame it on external things mm-hmm. as hard as that can be to hear, especially because I think a lot of people want to want to alleviate their symptoms and want to just make it go away with a pill. Mm-hmm. And that just is not, it's, that's not the way to heal. The way to heal is through alleviating and, and um, decreasing stress and being mm-hmm. honest, honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy what you can do with like stress and sleep. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Sleep can change your life. <laughs> yep. like, yeah, sleep is huge. And what was so hard when I was sick was that I could not sleep. I would, yeah. I mean, I've always been such a great sleeper, mm-hmm. always get like eight hours. I sleep well. Oh my God, it was the worst. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't sleep. My, I would wake up with my body and my face like glued to my sheets because I was like, my skin was oozing so much. Yeah. And so like the first thing I do when I wake up was just automatically feel awful because I was stuck to the sheets and then go take a bath. And uh, it's it's honestly looking back, it feels like a different lifetime. Mm -hmm. I almost, I almost don't remember pieces of it. Yeah. Um, like even when I was trying to recall like, Oh, what was the medication name? You know, just, yeah. It, even though it was so recent and it was such a huge part of my life, it was basically three years, you know, two years were the worst of it, but, and yet your mind cuts it out so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine too, like the pain, like your skin being in pain. Like, yeah, right. No, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't imagine that. See, that was no. the funny thing is like, I remember being sick and and my skin hurting so bad that like I could feel it constantly. Like yeah. I felt like I was wearing skin instead of just like yeah. being. Yeah. I was wearing it. And it was the weirdest, the weirdest thing. Cause like, I was like, I don't remember what it's like not to feel that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's like not to feel my skin constantly. Yeah. Um, and like my skin was so porous, which is why it was oozing so much. 
that even on like really hot days, I would be cold because if there was any slight breeze, like I could feel it. I felt it like go through me. It was just very, very weird. And like I said, it feels like another lifetime ago. <laughs> so yeah, the crazy things, crazy things that the body will do. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Like I've had like a rash before, like a very, <laughs> yeah. you know, like an uncomfortable rash or like a heat rash or like, um, I've had scarlet fever actually three yeah. times in my life, which causes a rash. Wow. But even that I'm still like, <laughs> it was like this small part of my body yeah. had a rash and like, you know, whatever antibiotic it was at the time, mm-hmm. got rid of it in a day. Like I can't imagine or like years. even I'm trying to like rationalize this in my head, like because I just can't imagine it. Like having like a ridiculous, ridiculously bad sunburn. I know right. it's like, yeah, it felt just, like sunburn a lot. It was yeah. burning and hot, and it was also really tight. So yeah. like, so I had no elasticity in my skin. It was um, it looked really old and like um, wrinkly, like elephant skin kind of. And like, yeah. And every time I like turned my neck, it would stretch and actually hurt. So I couldn't really turn it that well. I couldn't twist. Like I used to do a lot of yoga, but like it would start to hurt because you do a lot of twisting positions in yoga. And my whole torso was so, the skin was so tight that like it hurt to twist. And the crazy thing is for like the first year, um, it wasn't super visible. Like the rash was not on my face. It was mostly just on the rest of my body. Um, Mm -hmm. The second year it was all my face. Um, and the rest of my body. But so for the first year, it was really painful. Oh, and I had nerve pain too. Like mm. that was like I would get shooting just nerve pain everywhere. So it was a very like almost invisible illness for a while. Yeah. And those are really hard because people just don't understand. And they're like, yeah. well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just, you know, like, why can't yeah. you do this? You know, like my boyfriend and I would go for a walk and I'd be like, I really can't. Like I really, it hurts. And he's like, he didn't, like just go for a walk like you're fine yeah like really hurts but then again you know it's you know being in the illness and almost succumbing to it and surrendering to it there is something to be said with trying to also live your life as if you're still healthy Mm -hmm. and I think for a long time I was really really deep in it and I couldn't I couldn't see the beauty of life anymore Mm -hmm. this goes to part of how I credit this is, is that medicine journey that I did while I was in Peru, Mm -hmm. like one of the medicines we did was, and their plant medicine, um, was to, I don't remember the exact purpose they said, but, but basically what I got from it was, um, seeing what, seeing what my life was like. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but it was almost like, um, basically I was just, I, I understood that, I was living miserably and not enjoying life and just basically, like I said, succumbing to the illness and just being miserable instead of trying to live life. And I think also, you know, I worked with a health health coach at the time. And I think that was also part of my healing journey was even though I felt like absolute shit, Mm -hmm. like trying to have a normal life which is part of the reason I did go to Peru and went like quote-unquote on vacation which (laughs) it was not a vacation (laughs) it was it was at like the height of my illness it was like when it was at its worst but I got through it and I think that kind of showed me that hey like if I can travel in another country and be super fucking uncomfortable (laughs) like it was awful if I can get through that like yeah I could I could have somewhat of a normal life like I just gotta like power through it sometimes I know that's, it's hard, but also you have to live your life. Yeah. You can't just be the illness. Yeah. You have to, you have to be, you have to identify with something else, like identify with the life you want as opposed to identifying with the illness. Yes. This like speaks so much to how I have been feeling the last few months because I, um, with my stuff, I had felt like for so long, I had completely identified with having Hashimoto's. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted everything to be based around that. I wanted to like 
when people would ask about me, it would be one of the first things I would tell them. Like similarly with my fiance, who has also been dealing with some chronic illness stuff and, and he was like really wrapped in it. So we were both wrapped in our own illnesses and it was like, Ben has mercury poisoning <laughs> mm-hmm. and Jesse has Hashimoto's and like, that's who they are. And yeah. Then, I remember that. Yeah. And then when I like started to like want to feel better and I like really was like doing everything I could, I was like, I can't just be Jesse with Hashimoto's. Like it will always be a part of me. I will mm-hmm. always yeah. have it. It will always, it's always be part of your story. And- yeah. It'll always be part of my story. Exactly. And like, it'll always be something that I'm cognizant of and that I pay attention to, but it's not who I am. I have so many other things, so many other facets. And I think like once I started like really believing that it was transformational, right? Because like I wasn't focusing on it all the time. And I feel like whatever you focus on just becomes bigger and bigger and it becomes your reality. And I'm not saying, I know that there are people out there. I mean, I've, I um, have talked to some people on the podcast and there's one of the girls, Jordan, that I interviewed has like crippling migraines, like five, four or five times a week, like just crippling. And, um, and I can't imagine that, but even she is a business owner and she's a student and she's like all these different things. So when she is able to do things and when she is able to be um, at her best, she does the best that she can with what she has when she has it. And I think that that's so important just to not be, um, it's really hard to get out of that hole when you get in it. And I feel like everyone that has a chronic illness or has any kind of illness whatsoever We'll get you'll get in that hole at some point. Totally, you will multiple times. Yeah, um, and it's hard to dig out of it. But I feel like it's so, so hard to dig out of it. <laughs> I remember my coach like telling me, "You have to stop identifying with mm-hmm. being sick." Yeah, like, all you're thinking about is I'm sick. I'm sick. I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. How do you think? that's making you feel like it's not help. That's not helping you get any better. Mm-hmm. She's like, l- try your best to live your normal life and do something, just live life. And I, I remember saying to her, like, it's impossible. Like I, I hurt so bad. I'm in yeah. so much pain that I cannot think about anything else. Like I cannot yeah. possibly overcome that and just be like, I'm happy today. Yeah. You know, my, I woke up glued to my sheets. Like I'm not yeah. like, how do I, how do I function normally? Like it just, it, yeah, I, I understand, like, I, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I know the other perspective of when you're in it and it's yeah. really bad that you're like, well, fuck you, Jesse. Like, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Totally. I, yeah. Old Jesse is saying that to new Jesse currently. <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 So I, like, I understand, but at the same time, it's like, what, what, what do you want to identify with? Like, do you want to be owned by it? Do you want to identify with it? Is that who you are? Mm -hmm. Or there is the option, you know, there is the other option to see, see a different way. Just try, try to be as much as you can. Like you said, it's not going to happen every day, but on the days where maybe you're feeling better, do something that the old you would do or that the future you would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- like everyone has to love something else besides mm-hmm. their illness, which I'm sure most people don't love their illness, but like, like for me, it's different for everyone. For me, I love content and mm-hmm. I started creating content that wasn't related to my illness. And, um, I, I mean, I started this podcast. I love doing this stuff, but on my blog, I didn't talk about that. I talked about my wedding. I talked about going to therapy. I talked about um, like my work or like how I create things in Canva. Like I just, I focused on something else that Mm -hmm. I really love to do. And I didn't let my illness kind of come into that for a while. I do talk about it on my blog now, but for a little while when it was just so all encompassing and I just felt so bad, it was like, I have to focus on something. So even like, um, like for Ben, when he was really sick, my fiance, he 
I couldn't leave the couch. Like he was so weak and like yeah. literally couldn't even walk Cora outside our dog. So mm. he, he loves to read and he was really having this hard time where he was like constantly reading about his illness or things that mm. it, because he didn't really know what it was at the time. So then he would get like anxious and then he stressed would get out and stressed and it would just be worse. So that's actually when he started reading coaching books and like he started doing all these things and like self-development and well I should say it started with like self-development and then it that's exactly my journey oh my god that's exactly what I did while I was sick started reading all the personal growth and spirituality and self-help books and then got into coaching yeah (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's just like just focus on something like he focused on reading because that's all he could do that's literally all he could do and now that's like the path that he's going on so um yeah, I think, I mean, that is exactly like what I think healed, healed, helped me heal so much was, mm-hmm. like I said, when I went two feet into my business and just focused on it and stopped identifying as I'm someone who's sick, but I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm making this work. I'm going after it. And yeah. for a long time, I actually remember not sharing the illness side of my journey in yeah. my business. Like it wasn't a part of what I shared. And then I had someone tell me, like, that is your story. That's what makes you you. And that's why you started this journey. Like, you have to share that. And I think it was really hard for me because it was such a vulnerable, like, place. And I was scared to, like, identify with it again and, like, talk about it and have it be a part of my story. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found it to be really healing when I did. And I also found that people really resonated with it because I know there's so many people out there dealing with anxiety and depression and chronic illness and autoimmune diseases and migraines and you know gut issues like everything everyone's dealing with something yeah and so they all you know so many people resonated with that and I think um in a way it gives them hope for something else that is possible Mm -hmm. outside or beyond the illness and so that's like a you know it's really cool for me to see so many of my clients do suffer from chronic illness like you yeah. um I've got other co- other um clients in the past who have all had some pretty bad illnesses and talking to them now after the program it's really cool to see like some of them have said like they don't even like a lot of their symptoms have gone away like anxiety and depression they're not having big episodes or panic attacks and so it's really cool to also see how really again like aligning with yourself and finally giving yourself permission to do what you want to do and go two feet in by investing in yourself and doing like literally doing what you want to do and jumping into it can be so healing yeah yeah so you like your story with um with path to freedom and your your whole biz like (laughs) you started with like reading books, reading self-development, kind of trying to change your life. And then mm-hmm. that pulled you into the, into your Yeah. Life. I started, um, I started, I think the, f- um, the two first books that I read, one was, um, Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. And that was mm-hmm. kind of the spirituality. Yep. Um, like I had never been spiritual before, never religious, never spiritual, never believed. I mean, I wasn't sure what I believed, but I didn't really have any sort of spirituality practice. So that was one that really got me into that. And I really loved it. Um, And the other book that I read at the time was completely different, but it's called Slipstream Time Hacking by Benjamin Hardy. And he's, um, he's like a, what is he, a psychologist or I don't even remember now, but it was like a free book. (laughs) and I was like I'll check this out I think my boyfriend at the time was really into him like he had he has a blog all around like productivity and um self-help and stuff and um he's become really well known in like the self-help space but anyway I read that book and it was kind of opened my eyes to the whole more like um metaphysical world and and um just what's beyond reality um and I think that really helped me start to open my eyes to there's so much more than what we see and there's so much more to what we interpret as reality and so that was a really interesting segue into now like all the I mean I can get pretty woo-woo and I can get pretty um like down into um uh, I'm like losing the word for it um (laughs) it's um 
physics, not physics. It's, you know. I know physics I'm like, is like in my head and then I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Science-y. that's science stuff. Um, I'm thinking like metaphysics, but it's, that's not the exact word I want to use. Anyway, um, yeah, so that kind of got me down that path. And mm-hmm. so those two books were kind of my first two. But yeah, so I started reading and then I started um, – blogging about what I was reading about and what I was learning and how I was growing and changing and I just people really started to like resonate with it and and started to like email me and ask them for you know help or asking me for help and so I just kind of started to see oh like maybe I could start coaching like I don't even really know what that entails but let me check it out and um I think I was afraid to do it for so long I was thinking oh well I'll write like an ebook or I'll do like a course. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until um, I joined that mastermind that I was in for all of 2018. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just realized there were so many coaches out there and people really creating their own businesses and creating careers and making money helping people. Mm-hmm. And that was just really cool to me. I didn't really think about that as an option because I was like, I'm not qualified. I don't, I'm not certified. I'm not qualified qualified I'm not ready for that yeah um but in reality I realized the people that were already doing it were just as qualified as me you know it wasn't there wasn't much of a difference except for the fact that they just got started yeah and um once you get started you can practice and you get better you know no one starts out as a great amazing coach like I started out and I had some good steps but you know now over the course of the last year and a half I mean I've become a really great transformational coach but I didn't start out that way either and I think it's important to remember to just start where you are and start with you know being okay at first and not the greatest and it'll it will whatever you're trying to do you know whether that's a blog or a coach or some other passion photography whatever it is like you're gonna start out not that great but the longer you do it and if you stick at it you're you're gonna become amazing at it yeah do you think that you are um, I don't know, extra cognizant of how you're feeling, even like as a coach, you do have, um, you run your own business. So you are kind of able to control your own schedule and things like that. What do you do to keep yourself as an entrepreneur healthy, feeling good, feeling ready to take on the world and help all of these women that you're helping? Yeah. Good question. Cause I think, um, I think I did learn a lot when I, so when I first started, um, when I first started the blog about six months into it, I was like all in like, you know, blogging every day and just doing so much work. And then I started the podcast, which I had to stop when I got really sick. So, um, so I started the podcast, I was blogging and I only released a few episodes and I was working so much that I got really, that's when I, that's when my sickness got like really bad. So up to that point, it was just, it was like nerve pain. It was, it was really rashy, like really itchy, but you know, manageable. I was still able to do a blog and podcast. And then I think I stressed myself out just working too much. And that's when it got really bad. Um, so I think I learned a lesson early on to really manage my stress levels and manage the workload and find a good balance between, you know, yes, you love this and it's a passion and and you're enjoying it, but it's also work and it's also, you know, it can be stressful. So finding a good balance. So I think I learned that lesson early on and I've remembered it as I've been growing my business because I was definitely, I've definitely been fearful of having another circumstance like that where I'm working too much and I get too stressed and then I have a bad flare and I get sick all over again. So I've definitely had that fear in the back of my mind, which is why I do, again, like really practice balance and I don't work on the weekends um, like pretty much ever, like very rarely I will. Um, I'm usually like very slow mornings. I have a nice like slow morning routine um, I start work like around like 10 ish usually, and then I'll end like five ish. So it's not like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and lots of entrepreneurs will work, you know, like nine to 9 PM, like 9 AM to 9 PM work weekends. And I just knew that I didn't want to do that. So from the start, I set some pretty like normal, healthy working times. Um, 
And then I check in with myself constantly. Like I've really learned how to feel into my body and feel my emotions and feel when I'm getting stressed and overwhelmed and um, becoming aware of what that feels like for me. So for me, when I'm stressed or, or overwhelmed or just feeling like my time's not my own or I don't have enough time and all, all of that kind of thing, I feel very, um, like my throat feels very constricted and tight and my stomach just feels really heavy. I feel like there's just like a weight on me and mostly it's my throat that I can feel it. It's that tightening in my throat. And so anytime that happens, I just pause and I like, oh, look, you're getting overwhelmed right now and just kind of become that observer of my body and what's happening and instead of you know like going down the rabbit hole of oh my god this is so stressful like oh what's happening you know oh my god mm-hmm. I just um pause and remind myself like the only reason I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed right now is just simply a thought that that I'm having um so not not that big a deal you're actually okay it's just your your mind is getting away with you take a deep breath <laughs> remind yourself it's just a thought it's not the actual circumstance or anything um, and I think something else that helps me is just reminding myself that I'm doing enough mm-hmm. and no matter what happens, like it's going to be okay. Like even if I don't complete everything, it's still enough. Like it's still going to be fine. Um, so it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of checking in with myself frequently and noticing, just noticing when I, I'm starting to get into that overwhelmed, constricted, tightening, um, contracted space. Mm-hmm. and becoming aware of that because I think a lot of times when we're not aware of how we're feeling physically we our stress levels and our overwhelm goes really for much longer than it should mm-hmm. so if you can if you can become aware of your body and check in with yourself more often I think it's easier to catch yourself before it gets too stressful or before it gets too overwhelming mm-hmm. so that's kind of my the practice that I've developed for myself yeah a lot of self-awareness mm-hmm. and so much yeah, yeah self-awareness and just becoming aware of your emotional state and how your emotions feel in your body mm-hmm. so when I first started working with my health coach I didn't I wasn't in tune with my emotions at all she would ask me like how I'm feeling and I'm like I'm fine and she's like you know that's not an emotion right and I'm like uh are you sure oh like, yeah like your sadness and anger yeah like <laughs> exactly so she's like no 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 so we worked a lot on emotions and just one really simple but helpful exercise for me was she would ask me to feel an emotion she'd be like, okay think about anger right now think about being angry where do you feel that in your body you know and how does it feel Mm-hmm. And for me, like if I'm thinking about it right now, like anger feels really like um, big in my chest and it just feels like kind of, it feels like my chest is kind of bursting, <laughs> but yeah. not in like the light fun way. Yeah. It's more like just like a, like a, a heavy way, I Lotion. guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, so that's a really simple exercise you can do is go through like a range of emotions and just like close your eyes and really like feel into your body. Where do I feel that emotion? What are the sensations? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What is it, you know, what do I hear, if anything? Um, And that way you can learn what those emotions are, you know, regularly within you. And so when you, when you do start to feel, you know, that heaviness in your chest, you were like, okay, I'm angry right now. What am I angry about? And it's a little easier to catch yourself in those. And I think emotional intelligence is, is another really big part of healing and was a big part of my healing journey. And so um, I think, yeah, I think that's just also been another really big part of, of healing and how I've been able to maintain such a good like work-life balance and not get too overstressed. Um, So yeah, it's definitely an important part. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think those are all like important things to remember. I struggle with the emotions. We've talked mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really good at like happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten pretty good at anger. <laughs> it's the sadness one that I struggle with. So, um, so yeah, it's just, but it's crazy. Like if you, the times that I have been cognizant of the fact that I'm bottling up um, sadness or I'm bottling up something like that. If I like am cognizant of it and I'm like, why don't we just feel this right now? Like it sucks in that moment, but instead of yeah. it being like kind of there for a long time, it's just there. 
and then it's yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, emotions only last, they're only, they only last in the body 90 seconds if you feel them fully. Yeah. So it's what, it's when we resist them mm-hmm. that, that they stay for so long. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we end up repressing them and then they're, they get bottled up. And then all of a sudden one day, you know, we, for absolutely no reason, like someone leaves a piece of trash on the ground and you just blow up, you explode yeah. mm-hmm. for seemingly no reason. And it's just from those old emotions. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like it's important not to, not to bottom up. It's if you feel it, it sucks for, you know, 90 seconds, but if you allow it fully, it's gone. It, you know, it's, it moves through you so much faster. Yeah. And you learn so much from it in those 90 seconds. <laughs> in those 90 seconds. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. That's actually what I'm sad about. You know? Yeah. They're yeah. Like, you can ask yourself like, what am I, what am I sad about? Why is this, why is this here? Why are you here? Sadness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how do you, and I want to talk about your business a little bit. How do you um, work with women? So I know that you have your program. And do you work with only women or do you work with everybody, all business owners? Like, tell us um, about- Yeah, I do only work with women right now. It's not yeah. that I'm, like, opposed to working with men. Um, yeah. I just – I really love working with women. Yeah. And I think there's just – I think – women are so much more open to this personal growth and being coached and that kind of journey. Yeah. That may be my own limiting belief right there, but, <laughs> um, but we all have to like focus at some point. On yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I work with women and you know, when I started path to freedom, it was much more broad and it was for anyone who really wanted to start an online business. That could be and like freelancers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my six week, group coaching program. Um, it's also a course now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it used to be, you know, a lot more general because I, I used to do like a little bit of freelance PR. So I kind of was like, I could, I could help someone start, you know, consulting freelance, you know, whatever that online business might look like. And as, as I launched again and again and again and found out who I really liked serving and what I really wanted to bring to the world, I really just love helping people become coaches Mm. Um, and helping women figure out like what their zone of, of brilliance is and what their, um, like just what their gifts are and what they're really meant to bring and share and give to the world. And so I think that's such a cool gift that I do have to be able to help someone pull out that experience and knowledge and passions and get it down onto paper in like a step-by-step system that they can use as their coaching method mm-hmm. um, so that they can go out and, and help other people. And so that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I do and I absolutely love it. And I think it's, um, it's a unique process because I don't, you know, there's a lot of people who say that you need to be certified or you need to um, have some sort of other qualifications to coach. Mm-hmm. And to me, as long as you've, as long as one, you feel a calling to serve and help people, like you're not doing this for, for the money. The money is nice to have and it's a great benefit, but it's not your reason for doing it. Yeah. Um, and, and you're willing to grow and master your abilities and become, you know, a good coach. I think starting without certification is 100% like the way to go. And I think if, like if you can, um, what I was saying and what I do in Path to Freedom is helping, you know, women develop their own coaching system and their own methodology that mm-hmm. they can use to coach people. If you can create that system and you can get someone to go through it and they get results, like that is your certification. That's your proof. That's your, that's all people care about. They don't care about how you get them results. They just care that they get the results. They just care yeah. that they transform, that they get a change and that they see, you know, the results that they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of a loaded question, but I feel like I'll, I'll leave it at this one. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I know that you're very soul driven and purpose driven with your business. And um, so for someone with chronic illness, say they're like, you know what, I'm ready to do something more for my life. I'm ready to go after these things that I thought that I couldn't do because of my chronic illness, but I don't 
I don't know where to start. I don't even maybe know what my purpose is. I don't know mm -hmm. how would I go about figuring that out? How would I go about like, where would you, I mean, it's for me, I know I've had a lot of coaches and like to really truly go into that <laughs> takes mm -hmm. a lot of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Coaching is a great place to yeah, start. Yeah. But like if they're just getting started, what would you, what would you tell people to start doing to, to kind of get yeah. on that path? My, yeah, my biggest tips when you're just getting started and you're like, I'm so stuck. I just, mm -hmm. you know, let me just dip my toe in the water. Um, the first one would be to spend more time alone. Um, and I think it's, and when I say spend time alone, I don't mean with social media yeah. or with, um, TV, um, and even yeah. with books and podcasts, like cut out all media. When I say spend time alone, I mean, spend time with you, yourself and I, like, that's, that's it. And that can be really scary for some people. Uh, especially extroverts um, that can yeah. sound like, oh my God, not a nightmare. I know. <laughs> so I remember that part of the program. You were like, I don't know if I can do I this. Like, Isn't walking by myself listening to yeah. a podcast? <laughs> yeah. I think like I alone time around people? I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, because I make it like pretty much a requirement in my program to do it because it's, it's in the solitude and it's in the time alone that you really have time to to ask yourself the important questions and to really be honest with yourself and to figure out like, what do I want? Who am I? What, what am I here to do? Like, what, what do I want to bring without getting external influence saying like, you should do this or you should do that. Or, you know, your parents saying like, I want you to do this, like whatever, or your friends. On Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like really getting back to just you. And I think the more time you can spend alone, the, deeper connection you're going to have to that to that to your higher self and to your soul and to to figure that out and so spending time alone is my number one tip for for people and then just asking yourself questions and being honest mm -hmm. I think brutal honesty with yourself is something that most people don't do and I think that's another way to to really figure out what you're what you're here to do um just just being honest with yourself because you know like people will say they don't but they mm -hmm. do um deep down and maybe that takes a little alone time to explore yeah um, but being honest with yourself is the second biggest part because things will come up when you're alone yeah and you're like where's that coming from that, that's 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 scary so I'm just yeah. gonna ignore that <laughs> um <laughs> but instead be honest with yourself and is that is that what I want is is that aligned with me um letting yourself go there even when yeah. it's scary yeah I love that and I think being alone can be scary like you said especially for extroverts I definitely I totally struggle with that but I think when you really want to think about these types of things, when you want to think about your purpose in the world, when you want to think about who you are or who you want to be, who you want to show up as, it's much less scary to have that conversation with yourself and to like feel happy about your decision and like really truly get to know that and feel that with yourself. Because then when you go out and you tell people you're less likely to be affected by their opinion, you know, mm -hmm. because you're just like, no, this is something that I know because yeah. I've talked to the one person that actually knows what's going on. So yeah. So yeah. And I think when you, that, yeah. When you get in touch with that piece of yourself, that, yeah. that higher self, the soul, the, the piece of you that is connected to the whole universe, there's just a different kind of confidence and sense of self that comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. And even that, I remember that kind of scaring me at first too, because, <laughs> like my soul, like how am I going to know when my soul is talking to me? How am I going to know? But for me, it actually ended up being a recurring theme. Like, okay, one of the things, I mean, honestly, I want to make more money. I want mm -hmm. to, I want to create a lot of content. I want to connect with a lot of people. Those are like the things that kept coming up in some way. And the underlying thing with that I just forgot the underlying. 
<laughs> thing with that is that I want to help people. Like yeah. I want to, I want to make more money so I can buy myself some cool stuff and not have mm-hmm. to worry about my bills. But I also want to make more money so I can help my family and I can help mm-hmm. the people that I love and I can help all these different, you know, different modalities that I want to go after. Yeah. And I want to connect with people because I want to help them, even if it's just being their friends. Like I want to create content because like it comes easy to me. So like maybe if I do this, I'll help someone know how to create their content a little bit easier because that isn't their zone of genius or their zone of brilliance. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not necessarily that like this, the sky is going to open and you're yeah. going to be like, you're meant to be a teacher. Like that's exactly. Yeah. It's that's just, what I, exactly. That is yeah. exactly. Those are almost like the words out of my mouth. <laughs> people are think they're waiting for that that moment of like lightning to strike, the angels to sing and the clouds parting where it's like, oh, yeah. this is yeah. your idea. This is what yeah. you're meant to be. Yeah. And it doesn't happen like that. And it's, and as you discovered, you know, in Path to Freedom, your purpose mm-hmm. is not like a career. It's not what you do. Mm-hmm. It's what you are and it's how you're being and it's your values. It's how you're, it's how you're showing up in the world. And so I think, you know, for both you and I, like being of service, mm-hmm. the value of serving is a huge part of our purpose. So when we are embodying that, we're living our purpose. And I think yeah. that's, it's a big relief for a lot of people to kind of understand that it's not like being a photographer or being an actor or tied to anything you do. It's how you're, how you're being and showing up in the world. Yeah. That's really your purpose. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I could ask you 17,000 more questions. I love talking to you, but I guess just to end it off, is there anything else that you would like to tell the listeners before we, before we end our podcast for today? Um, yeah. So the first thing is just, just remember that things will get better and everything changes and nothing will stay the same. That's the only constant in life. Yeah, there will be change. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is, is if you are feeling like you want to explore um, your, your, your soul, like get aligned with your soul and explore um, what it might be like to even be a coach um, and start your own business. I have a um, free four day challenge Mm. that should be coming up um, by the time this publishes in, um, in May, starting on May 27th. So if anyone's like interested in just exploring themselves and what that could look like, the challenge is free and it's going to be, it's, it's always amazing. This year is going to, this one is going to be even better. I'm revamping it and doing some cool new things for it. But, um, but yeah, so if that's something they wanted to do, they can um, go to punchdrunksoul.com slash soul biz, soul biz. Perfect. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all over Instagram too. Yeah. Punch Chunk Soul. Yeah. I was just going to say, tell me all your things. Punch Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if people want to connect with me too and just ask me questions or say hi, Mm -hmm. I don't bite. I'm super friendly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm on Instagram at Punch Chunk Soul and then um, Facebook. My Facebook group is another great way to connect with me and the Mm -hmm. amazing women kind of in my community. Um, and that's just punchdrunksoul.com slash squad. Yeah. Those are the best ways. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm relaunching my podcast. So new episodes will be up, um, soon. There's some ep- old episodes on there. You guys can go check out just the punch drunk soul podcast. Yeah, Perfect. So. I'll have all these links for people yeah. to find you. <laughs> good, good. But, but yeah, that's so exciting. And she, yeah, she doesn't bite. She's very nice. <laughs> I I'm I feel like I've been following you on Instagram for like over a, a year. Time. Oh, yeah. even longer. Yeah, probably like two years, two or three years. Yeah, at least two years. Because I remember we connected uh, probably like a year before our Path to Freedom started, and I remember yeah. we like Instagram messaged each other back and forth a little, and then I remember inviting you to like a webinar chat. Yeah, telling me. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I think this is, I think you would really like this. Yeah, and I was um, like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, all right, sure. And then, yeah, here we are, two yeah. years, like a year later, two years. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, thank you so much for being on today. 
You're so welcome. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I will have all of the links and everything in the blog post that goes along with this episode. And then I'll also have them in the show notes for anyone that watches so that they can connect with you. And um, I'll do a second plug for your Facebook group. It's like probably one of the <laughs> two besides my own that I'm actually active in or like pay attention to. Pay attention. <laughs> I love it. Like all the women in there are so supportive and helpful and, and wonderful. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm always surprised. Like, I don't know why yeah. I'm so surprised, but I am. I'm surprised how like just genuine and ready to help people are in that group. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Cause Facebook groups, as we know, can be, our, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jesse. Bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.